This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, everybody. This is Betsy Wurzel, host of Chatting with Betsy at Passionate World Talk Radio Network. Thank you for listening today. I am really happy and honored to have a special guest with me today. I just want to say that Chatting with Betsy is to provide resources to help people. The show is international. I want to know what other countries are doing. I want to provide resources for people who are listening in that particular country or just for us to be informed. And this organization is close to my heart because my son, he does not have physical disabilities, but my son has a cognitive disability. And here in the U.S., we do have Easter sales. But with me today is Mr. Kevin Collins, who is president and CEO of Easter Seals in Ontario, Canada, which I hear is a little different um, than what we do in the U.S., but I want people to know what is going on in Canada and with the Easter Seals and how the pandemic is affecting children and adults that have disabilities. Thank you, Kevin, for coming on Chatting with Betsy. I'm so honored to have you on my show. It's my absolute pleasure, Betsy. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Could you please tell the audience what does Easter Seals do for children? So for the past 99 years, yeah, uh, for the past 99 years, Easter Seals Ontario has been providing programs and services for children and youth with physical disabilities from all ethnic and religious backgrounds. Our programs and services um, include funding for essential accessibility and mobility equipment and information resources for for the families. Um, We also here in Ontario, we own and operate two fully accessible summer camps and we're recognized as an industry leader in providing specialized camping programs for kids with physical disabilities, as well as a remote camp program, uh, for, with, which is something we introduced um, largely because of COVID, um, which is an online programming and at home, and it provides at-home options. Um, so you know, we've been, uh, it's been an interesting year, as you can imagine. Um, so, you know, whether we're providing funding to help a child get a wheelchair 
um, so they can attend their local school um, or offering them a chance to make new friends and try the, th the thrilling activities at, at our fully accessible summer camps. Um, Easter Seals has been supporting these kids and their families, as I said, for, uh, for 99 years now. Wow, that's amazing. That just touches my heart. My heart goes out to the children and their families, especially with the pandemic. Now, are you are going to be able to have the summer camps this summer? Unfortunately, at this time, no. Um, with with um, the current um, trajectory with, with the vaccines that are currently being admitted to um, all adults here in, in Canada right now, um, they haven't even started um, vaccinating our kids. So, um, you know, unfortunately, with um, some of the risk factors, the fact that we, we can't commit to the social distancing aspect because of the needs of our, our kids and the fact that a lot of them can't even wear PPE, uh, we just we had to make the unfortunate decision again not to operate overnight camps. Now, as, as time progresses and, and with the hopefulness that as the vaccines do get uh, widely distributed, uh, we're going to open up our camps later this summer to our families and offer them an opportunity to come as a vacation, whether it be for a day or a couple of overnights. Uh, we'll properly set them up so that they have their own areas, their own washrooms, and they can just have a chance to get a bit of a break because, you know, as I'm sure with most of the kids and families and, and that uh, you're dealing with in, in your area, they haven't had a break. They, they've, they've been really, really challenged through this whole pandemic. And so hopefully we'll be able to give them a little bit of a break so that they can just get back to some sort of normalcy. That sounds wonderful, Kevin. My heart goes out to the children and the families dealing with social isolation at this time, which is hard for everybody. But I want people to know, and this is from my own personal experience, my son has cognitive disabilities, and he had a job, but he's been unemployed because of uh, the pandemic. And it's really hard. And then we you know Buddy Night, which was a function, you know, once a month that he went to. And it's very hard on, you know, people in general. But this is a comfort to a lot of people. This is a our children and adults with disabilities need, they're very comforted by their schedule. And to get this ripped away from them, I could tell you firsthand, is devastating. How are the children in your Easter sales coping? Um, is there, are you doing any like virtual meetings so they can at least have something that way? Yeah, and one, one of the highlights that's come out of COVID um, is exactly what you've just described, Betsy. Um, we've introduced what we called, uh, last, last summer we called it a virtual camp um, uh, session. This year we call it, we're calling it a remote camping session. But basically what we've done is we've taken the programs that these kids and families have been accustomed to being part of during our, our summer camping programs and brought them virtually. 
So we've actually set up opportunities where we can send material to these kids and their families so that they can create and be part of, you know, arts and crafts. They can be part of the morning flagpole sessions, talk about the daily activities. We have special guests that come on, whether it be musicians or uh, different people, drama teachers that come on and talk with the kids. But what it also does is, is it opens up chat lines. So these kids who would normally get a chance to spend 10 days with each other during camp sessions are now getting the chance to spend time throughout the entire year with each other, unfortunately through virtual, but at least they're being able to communicate and they're being able to share some of the challenges that they're dealing with. And it's just providing that breath of fresh air of some sort of normalcy back into their lives. That is terrific. I'm glad you're having something even, you know, that was virtual, not the same as in person, but at least it's something for children to be able to connect and, you know, just to have a break and to connect with someone. Uh, the social isolation is very uh, difficult. How are the parents managing? I'm sure it must be difficult. Well, yeah, and, and you know, as, as you know, as most of your listeners would know, and, and you've talked about with with your your son, and I mean, this pandemic has brought on a host of additional challenges for our families with children uh, with physical disabilities, um, and you know, the cancellations of the school programs earlier on truly impacted all our students. Uh, unlike many other students, children with physical disabilities and compromised health remain at home. And this year, and, and uh, these children have already faced many months of isolation since school closures, and now, due to their medical conditions, it continues into the future. Um, and this ongoing isolation at home means no one-person contact with teachers or classmates, and has basically eliminated any opportunities for socialization for kids with physical disabilities. And you know, it's 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 challenging because you know the kids and the families have been so dependent upon. Um, the physiotherapies and the occupational therapy, and, and for months they've had to go out without these treatments. And even as communities around here have reopened, therapy continues to be very limited with few in-person sessions available. And without the access to the regular therapy, the child's development may di might, uh, regress and, and making the need for mobility and accessibility equipment even more urgent. You know, um, as you talked about, these kids... They're facing socialization and depression, as many don't understand, why they can't go to school or participate in the external programs. And for parents, everything has changed. They've may have lost their jobs, causing financial stress, or you know, they're required to work at home. And many of the children with physical disabilities, they rely on personal care and other supports to, to be provided in their homes. Uh, to minimize the risk, many parents are reluctant to let care workers in their homes. And as a result of providing hands-on care, including vital therapy exercises, changing the child's position to prevent skin sores, and personal hygiene, such as bathing and toileting. And parents must provide this care while meeting their other responsibilities, including caring for the rest of their family. And in many cases, they have to continue to work. So, you know, with no respite option, many parents are suffering from exhaustion and are under tremendous stress. Yes, and I... Uh, my heart just goes out to him. I totally uh, understand that. I was a caregiver to my husband 
who had Alzheimer's and have a huge caregiving audience. So we definitely um, understand mm-hmm. caregiving, whether it's your child, your spouse, it is stressful. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And yes, the parents love their children. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, parents are human beings and we get exhausted and we, you know, uh, I, I can't even imagine myself working. And I mean, I did work and take care of my husband, but if I had to do virtual school with my son, I mean, I used to help him with his work uh, in school, you know, when he was in school. I think I'd be tearing my hair out. Uh, I give these parents and teachers a lot of um, kudos because my hat goes off to them. My heart reaches out to them. Um, Yeah, I might sound emotional because it is emotional for me. I feel for these parents. I worked in a state institution here in New Jersey for the severely disabled. And I, I get it. I, I understand. Kevin, how do people in Canada or even in the U.S. that they want to support Easter Seals in Canada, how do they do that? Well, it's as simple as going to our website. Um, here, uh, it's easterseals.org. But, you know, if you're in the U.S., look up Easter Seals. Um, just Google it. And, and uh, all of our organizations are, are working fiercely to try and help get these kids and these families um, and, and everybody dealing with, with a variety of different uh, disabilities through this pandemic. You know, um, you know, as parents, as you can imagine, Betsy, they're experiencing fear and, and anxiety over having to isolate their children due to this, due to the vulnerability of contracting COVID. And so, you know, they're, they're being as cautious as they possibly can, but, it's through the incredible generosity of donors, whether you're in the U.S., Canada, Ontario. That's what allows us to continue to do what we do. And we can't do it without their support. Government doesn't offer much support um, in our area anyways. Um, so their families are very dependent upon the generosity of those individuals who can support and who do support. Well, I think it is a very good organization to help support. It's very important. I know here in the U.S., uh, the Easter sales do have uh, workshops for adults. I know, mm-hmm. you know, Canada and the U.S., uh, Easter sales might be a little different. Uh, and I'm curious, Kevin, how are they different between the U.S. and Canada? You know what? There's, there's really not a lot. There's a lot of synergies. <clears throat> because the workshops that you described that you know, take place in the U.S. happen in a number of our provinces across the province as well. So, um, you know, Ontario, is, as again, is a little different because our focus, because of the population aspect, has been focusing on kids from birth up to 19. <clears throat> but other provinces, you know, they do provide those incredible workshops. So um, there's there's so much, so much similarities and synergies, you know, and, and you know, we know that... Um, you know, for us here, um, or in the U.S., Easter Seal celebrated 100 years, uh, I think it was two years ago, in 2018, and uh, we're just two years behind. So 2022, or actually four years behind, 2022 will be our 
100th anniversary of uh, making, helping make a difference for, for individuals with physical disabilities across this country. So we're excited about um, the possibilities and opportunities of having that celebration. But again, um, sharing it with our, our, our friends and colleagues in the U.S. We work very closely with a number of, of Easter Seal agencies. We share ideas. Um, you know, everybody learns from each other, and it's so important, especially in times like this. Um, we all know, Betsy, you can't do it on your own. You need to rely on your partners. We need to rely on your colleagues and your friends. Um, and together we'll be, become stronger and we'll all get through this. Yes, yes. We definitely all need uh, each other at this time and to work with each other. And I know it's the end of March, but mm-hmm. March is Easter Seals Month. Is mm-hmm. that correct, Kevin? That is correct, yeah. We, uh, we launched our uh, annual seals that, that go in uh, through our direct mail programs at, at the beginning of March. And um, we've uh, been able to focus largely on, on sharing a lot of the stories about our kids and our families and, and the individuals that are, that are you know, being faced with or, or dealing with, with a variety of different challenges. And, and uh, it's, been, it's been incredibly successful. Um, you know, the, the individuals, everybody out there, we're all dealing with COVID one way, shape, or another. But uh, we're still able to, uh, to get the support that we've had. Uh, we've got a long way to go. Um, the demands, as you can imagine, are just through the roof. Um, unfortunately, you know, we're faced with a waiting list, but we're working hard each and every day to continue to generate the funds to ensure that, Every child that needs equipment, that needs the support, we're going to be there to help them. How are you doing the fundraising during the pandemic? Uh, it's been an interesting because our, our organization has been so largely dependent on uh, special events and providing experiences for our, uh, our donors and supporters. So when COVID hit last March, we had to do a complete 180 and, and everything has been uh, changed to a virtual so the uniqueness about this is that, you know, we're continuing to reach out to all of these individuals who would normally sign up to participate in a variety of different activities and saying, you know, we can't provide that experience at this present time, but we still need your support. And we've been so fortunate that they've stepped up and continued to do what they've done for many years. And, and uh, we can't thank them enough. Oh, wow, that's um, amazing. I know that many, you know, different organizations who do fundraising had to go virtual and do mm-hmm. virtual events. And I want to encourage the audience, you know, be part of this. See what you can do to help Easter Seal. See what mm-hmm. you can do to help a family, if you know a family who has a child with either a mental or physical uh, disability, you know, do something special. It doesn't have to be real big. Maybe leave a little uh, coloring book or a little basket on the porch. You don't even have to go in your house. Just, you know, send a text, do a phone call, say, hey, I left something yeah. for your son or your daughter. Or, yeah. you know, even uh, the parents. It's, it means so much to people when we're, you know, when people are thought about and folks caregiving, I'm telling you is rewarding, but it's also very difficult. And I really, my heart goes out to the parents all over the world 
who have special needs children, special needs adults, um, because the children do grow up to be adults, and their special needs continue on. And it really, it just touches my heart. And I just want to thank you, uh, Kevin, for coming on and sharing about the Easter seals in Ontario, Canada. And the people here in the U.S., you want to donate to Canada, that's fine. You want to donate to the U.S. Easter seals, that's fine. Um, you know, I just want everyone to be loving human beings. Uh, but I yeah. wanted to thank you, Kevin, for coming on, Shining with Betsy. Is there anything else you would like to say that you haven't well, you said? Know what? It, I appreciate that, Betsy. And, I, and I'm going to speak from a personal standpoint here right now. Um, I myself was born with a physical disability. I have cerebral palsy. And all, all I would like to share with, with your listeners is, you know what? Easter Seals provided me with the confidence and the skill set to be able to do what I do today. Um, I was, you know, involved with Easter Seals right from, from birth. And uh, the support that they provided me, the opportunity to go to camp, provided me the skills and, and, and the ability to have the job that I have today. So if I could say, share one message with you, if you in your organization or your structure or business have an opportunity to hire a, an individual who has a disability, I will guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. They are, we are passionate, we are dedicated, and you know what? They will make an incredible difference for your, for your job, for your organization, for your business. So, you know, um, I wish everybody the very best of luck in continuing to be healthy and safe. Um, and we look forward to being able to get back over across the border and spend time with our friends in the U.S. But I thank you, Betsy, for this opportunity. Uh, you're welcome, Kevin. And, Kevin, I just have to add to what you said. You are so 100% on target. Uh, my son's uh, job, he worked for um, – it still works, uh, but – He's, you know, not working, but he's still considered, you know, employed in a way for, I, I won't mention a name, for a, a bus company mm-hmm. and transports, you know, children to school. They hire a lot of people with disabilities, a lot, and I, I give them a lot of credit. And it's true, and I know, like, there's a lot of companies down here in the U.S. who, who do, and you're right, they are dedicated. My son does not like to miss work does not like to miss it. So this pandemic, you know, with no a job really was devastating to him. And they love to work. They are on time. They are loyal. They don't like to miss work. They do a job. They, they take pride in their work. And I think it's beneficial to all companies to hire people with disabilities. They are people who need a chance, who want to work, and who want to be uh, part of society and contribute to society. So uh, thank you, Kevin. And I'm glad that Easter Seals helped you. And look at, you know, uh, kudos to you uh, what you're doing now. And, you know, thank you. Thank you very oh, I much. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, for telling your story and, and coming on and sharing about Easter Seals. Folks, I want to thank Jeannie White, station manager, for producing the show and writing the blog. Please read the blog. 
so you can contact Easter Seals. And I wanted to thank Lillian Caldwell, CEO of Passionate World Talk Radio Network. We're near the end of March. It was the International Month of Women. And I want to give a special shout-out to Jeannie White and Lillian Caldwell, who are wonderful women, role models, and mentors to those who know them. And they helped me uh, tremendously. Here at Passion World Talk Radio Network, our mantra is educate, enlighten, and entertain. And if you missed any of this podcast, I am on all major podcast outlets. Please subscribe to Chatting with Betsy and uh, review my podcast and give it a five-star review. I would appreciate it. I want to thank the listeners for listening. Please share this podcast to help other people. You know, I used to have the attitude, uh, not my backyard, not my monkey, not my circus, until early onset Alzheimer's affected my life. So we're not immune to anything or any disease. Thank God that you can walk and talk. And please help those who are less fortunate if you can. It means so much to people. And please be kind human beings. I I can't impress that enough. And thank you for listening. And thank you for your support. This is Betsy Wurzel, host of Chatting with Betsy and Passionate World Talk Radio Network. Till we chat again, be safe. Bye, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. What are you doing? What do you mean? Just keep it simple. I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, hey, we're the Brav Bros, two guys that talk about Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the Brav Bros. No. Oh. Dude, stop with the voice. Just keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Brav Bros. Good job. Thank you for listening to Passionate World Talk Radio. You can listen to this program all over again by going over to https colon forward slash forward slash passionate world talk radio dot com. You can also hear it on Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon A-L-E-X-A. AMFM247.com every Tuesday evening between 8 and 9 p.m. YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Live, LinkedIn, and all the other podcast directories one can find on the Internet.